0: in order to reach people we're going to have to be we're going to have to personalize the message we're going to have to understand where people are you're listening to the build a vibrant culture podcast with professional speaker coach and consultant nicole greer
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast. My name is Nicole Greer, and I'm here to help you build a vibrant culture. And I have an amazing guest on my show today. It is Mr. Ira Wolf. Let me tell you a little bit about him. He is a, listen to this, I love this. He is a millennial trapped in a baby boomer body. Ira is recognized as one of the top five global thought leaders on the future of work, HR, and top 10 for leadership. He is the president of Poised for the Future Company and founder of Success Performance Solutions. He's a senior consultant with Dame Leadership and a TEDx speaker, Hall of Fame speaker. Should I go on? Let me go on. And he's the host of Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization podcast and part of the People Forward Network. His most recent book is Recruiting in the Age of Googleization. It's now the second edition, which has been selected as one of the top 50 Books to Read in 2021 by Thinkers360. He is the founder of the Googleization Nation Community and a frequent contributor to HR and business blogs, including Forbes, Medium, and an expert guest on NTD Business News. He was recently selected as the 2022 HR Southwest Hall of Fame Speaker Inductee. Please welcome to the show, Ira. How are you?
0: Hey, thanks, Nicole. We're out of time. Sorry, folks. I have to come back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But they got to know how smart you are, right? We got to build that street cred, and he's definitely got it. You know, Ira, one of the things I'm doing is I am collecting definitions of leadership. Would you share with me your definition of leadership?
0: Yeah, and I'll I'll give credit to uh, Warren Bennis. uh, For those of age might remember that name. Uh, He was pretty popular in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Uh, and he really changed my approach. Um, Leaders are people who get people to want to do what you want them to do, where managers just get people to do what you want them to do.
1: Yeah, that is fantastic. And yes, I am a fan of Warren as well. That's fantastic. So you've uh, been studying leadership and HR for a very long time now, and I'm so curious about your Googleization Nation community. Um, How are you all working and what are you working on um, to help folks in HR and those trying to lead organizations?
0: Yeah, thanks. And uh, yeah, there's a lot there to, to unpack. So first of all, um, my my passion for, I fell into HR and for years I, I didn't necessarily that I was in HR, uh, but my passion's always been leadership and, and also the future work and change. Uh, it, but obviously, human resources leads people I mean, they're in charge of, uh, should be in charge uh, of motivating people, changing, leading people, educating people, skilling people. Uh, so I fell into that space. The Googleization Nation really developed uh, out of my. I, I came up with the Google, the name Googleization Nation or Googleization in two thousand eight when I was writing my book Geek Skeezers Googleization. And it just turned out to be an alliteration. And what it means is it's the convergence of business people and technology, which we are experiencing every day, every minute, every second uh, of our of our lives. From that, I the 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 book, the title became a podcast, which I've had for the last five and a half years. Uh, and we developed a community around that. We had a lot of people who shared like views and and were interested in the future of work and how it relates to people and what role the technology have and generations and and demographics and all those things. So, Googleization Nation is really one is Googleization about the convergence of people, business, and technology. Um, but it's having a conversation about what the future of work looks like, and that's what we do.
1: That's fantastic. So could you give us a little peek into what you see in the future? What are you you guys seeing? What are you studying? What are you
0: looking at? Oh, my. Um, So where do we start with that? Uh, So let's just let's take a a rollback, you know, just a few months uh, and uh, chat GPT. You know, what do we see? I mean, that changed the whole landscape of everything. And just before we started to record this, I probably had six or seven different windows with different ideas. And I plop them in there and see what it generates. And sometimes at the end of the day, I even forgot what I started. Um, But it's not I'm not I'm both and my LinkedIn profile says this, I'm fascinated by the future and by change. And I'm absolutely terrified by it as well. Uh, and, and that's maybe a problem when you really study it so you know what are things that are changing uh, the number one the number one theme that I tell people and just like with ChatGPT, is speed we are living on this exponential curve uh the the world is just change, changing faster than any of us could imagine even those of us who studied it so it's it's scary and it's fun but it's sort of like on that roller coaster in the dark uh or another another analogy that i actually chat gpt helped me with this today came up with it it's like jumping on a trampoline and you can either be excited and exhilarated and jump higher and higher and try to reach new heights or it's absolutely terrifying with the twists and turns uh, and the unpredictability and the bounce, and you don't know what's gonna happen next. And especially if somebody else jumps on it <laughs> and, and throws everything off. So it's the speed at which things are changing is just incredible, but it's also the scope. It's not just things are happening faster. Um, just in that Googleization, people, business and technology keep converging. I converged, I, I don't look at like an AI or a chat GPT replacing me. And, and it may very well could replace some of the things I used to do It's probably going to replace some of the things I used to hire people to do. But it doesn't, I don't see it threatening to replace me because it's actually making me better. It's, it's a tool that's there. Um, but when speed and technology, and age and new ideas and new technologies converging and all that stuff happening all at the same time in the same space, Um, that's what our world is. Uh, And, you know, the acronym we use for it is VUCA, V-U-C-A, Volatile, Uncertain, Complex, and Ambiguous. Uh, But that is the air we breathe, the environment in which we live. And people want to go, no, 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 slow down. I want to take a step back. I want to get off. And, And more than the change is people, I won't say resisting the change, but people who just think that they can control the change or step off or out of it and you know, it drives me crazy when people say, "Well, you know, I'm too old, or I'm only ten years from retirement, and I, I'll soon I'm be so glad when I get out of this." Well, unless they're going to stop living, <laughs> they're going to be impacted by this because whether it's going to a doctor, making a reservation, dining out, uh, going into their car, everything is just going to change. And I don't know how people can kind of step back. Uh, not everybody has to go in like me, like crazy, but at least people have to continue to advance and grow and learn.
1: Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is that um, it's exciting and it's, it's cause for concern because we're not so sure we're going to bring all our friends along with us, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, and, family, and maybe we're, you know, I want to say, if, but I, I guess more troubling is even some family that that just doesn't get it. And that that's tough because you know, friends come and go, but your your family's your family. And and uh when you see families struggling to understand this, uh it's it's a challenge.
1: Right, right, yeah. So uh, there's a there's a uh, old saying, and it says, you know, you know, ch- change is optional, but um, growth is not. I mean, you've got to grow. You've got to move with the with the things, right? So it's going to grow around you. It might cave in on top of you, but you've absolutely got to join. So I agree with you wholeheartedly, and I love the trampoline analogy and the other analogy. of seen as the one of, you know, you got to put your arms in there and get on the roller coaster and just hang on for a wild ride uh, and learn to enjoy it. So I love that. Well, you wrote your book about recruiting and I do a lot of recruiting and I would love to know more specifically, how do you see recruiting change or how have you seen it change with that mashup between um, people, technology and business and, and everything? How do you see that mashing up together?
0: Yeah, you know, I look back, I I wrote the book in 2017, and it really was going to be a regeneration of my geek skeezes and Googleization and a real focus more on technology. So I wrote the first 150 pages of that book is about technology. It's about change. It's everything we just talked about. So if you want to learn a little bit more about how we got here. and But then it was like, well, do I want to sell it just as a futurist book? Uh, or what do I put it in the context of of what I believe is going to be one of the biggest challenges that we have. And one of the biggest challenges is going to be finding people. But it wasn't just finding people. It was recruiting the people. So I had an acronym, which was REACH. And one is, how do you reach people? It's almost naive um, to go back and think that just six years ago, we were talking about, uh, you know, rewriting not job, don't use your job description, but write rewrite a better message. Um, Your marketing, you know, it's not about recruitment, it's about marketing. And how do you, and and then the E was how do you engage people? So what tools do you use to reach the people? And if you're looking for in a rural area of non-techie people, then maybe you still hang flyers in the grocery store, Uh, or you hang uh, door hangers, you go around and put door hangers out, or you have a job fair but if you're you're living in a digital world then Uh, How do you reach people in space? How do you reach people anywhere? And so uh, that's what I talked about. And then it was like, how do you engage them? Because it wasn't just reaching them, but how do you get their beyond getting their attention? But how do you keep them engaged? And then what's the the application look like? And that was the A. And then C is what's communication and conversation look like because you had to have that. And then H was hiring. And it wasn't about the hiring, the step of hiring. And it wasn't about what does a job offer look like? It was that hiring doesn't stop when you go through Onboarding, so so those that's the context, and I think that's still important. But what I talked about in the book with the RAECH just got blown out of the water in the last six months with AI, because how, everything that I'm sure you and I and, and hundreds of other people talked about was in order to reach people, we're going to have to be we're going to have to personalize the message. We're going to have to understand where people are. And what's not changed? What, what in the past is peop, when people were looking for work, they went to the classified ads, and then they went to the career builders and Indeed, and even those, even those two are going away. They're even you know radically changing. Career Builder doesn't exist anymore, technically, uh, and you know Monster used to be big, and they're almost gone. And Indeed's having some disruption. So how do you one is reach people? Uh, and and the people who got it before started to have an data. They understood where their markets were. They understood when was the right time. They understood having a community just like Googleization Nation to build a community of potential talent before you were ready to recruit, before you had that job opening. Now it's imperative. Because people are because now the messaging is so much better. People that are using the artificial intelligence, and they're able to target market those people and and how do they keep them engaged? The whole application process is being blown up um, because what was a foundation was using an ATS and a standard application. And now people people have choices. The market is still reversed. Despite the fact that we're supposedly in this recession, we are we literally at one point we had three job seekers. When I entered the workforce, there were three more three point something job work job seekers for every job. It's now two job seekers uh, and like three jobs. It's like one and a half. It's reversed. So they have choices. Um, People don't have to accept your your calls. They don't have to accept your offers. Uh, they're gonna do it when they feel that they're significant. they're just not another number. Right. Uh, you no know, um w- when when you reach them, they want to be engaged. uh, they want to feel like they are the most important person in the room, even if you're not gonna hire them. um they have to be treated with respect and it blows my mind we 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 um work with the talent board quite a bit, and the talent board tracks all this stuff, and the number one complaints. Are still the same thing that they were ten years ago, in in despite everything that we just talked about for fifteen minutes about the speed of change. Number one complaint is it takes too long. From from the moment that somebody submits an application till someone is hired, it just takes too long. And then in between there, there's too many gaps and too many lapses. And then where candidates don't hear, they, there's no communication they don't hear from people, even when they're rejected, they don't hear from people, the, the companies. That's so
1: crazy.
0: yeah, the reality is, is in, in 10 years of all this technology, everything we learned, hundreds of books written, um, you know, every conference is loaded with people talking about talent acquisition and recruitment and, and candidate experience and employee experience, the same three problems still top the list of what makes candidates angry. Uh, And candidate board measures resentment and resentments, not just saying, oh, I was disappointed that I didn't get a job or I'm upset that they didn't call me back or that it took so long. When candidates leave the hiring process resentful, that's bad, especially in a world of social media uh, and telling neighbors uh, and especially when employers don't have that large database. A, a talent pool that they did, and and there one last thing on that, and then I'll shut up. There is no fixing. There is no immediate fix in that. If you we go back to nineteen fifties, sixties, and seventies, there were two point five on average, two point five million new baby boomers coming into the market every year, and then we got to the eighties, uh, late eighties, early nineties, and that was Gen X. So Gen X. Uh, are between like, they're they're about 50 to 50, 40 to 55 years old now, okay? That's that mix. But they were only half of many as baby boomers, but they were still about four uh, about one and a half million new workers coming into the workforce. Plus we also had immigration, okay? So we had three things, baby boomers, Gen X, and immigration. And then we hit the late 90s and early 2000s when the millennials hit the, the job market. And we had another two point five million new workers. So for fifty years, we had a lot of new people coming into the workforce plus immigration. Since two thousand and ten, it's been a downward slope. Immigration has slowed. New policies—that's not going to be corrected anytime soon. Um, but we we hit a a birth um, rate cliff, uh, which is now fall under. In this year, we will have somewhere around 400,000 new eligible workers down from 2.5 million, about 20%. And that, that uh, declines through about 2026, 20, 2027, 20, when uh, we'll only have about 200,000 new eligible warm bodies coming into the workplace because 20 years ago, our birth rate, everybody started having babies and we cut off immigration. So the likelihood of us having new blood to replace all the retiring baby boomers and having people that have all the skills that we need over time ain't gonna happen. Um, There is no quick fix to this other than immigration. And we know that's not a quick fix and that's not gonna happen. So for all the employers listening out there, um, it's gonna be brutal. There is no other word, it's gonna be brutal. And you just have to start treating people nicer and with respect and be more efficient, more effective uh how you get through this process.
1: Yeah. So um, you all just got schooled big time. But I just want to tell you uh, the name of his book again. His most recent book is Recruiting in the Age of Googleization, and it's now in its second edition. And so you can get those that information from there. And also his website is irawolf.com, and Wolf has an E on the end of it. So uh, I want you to go out there and check that out. Yeah, so I love what you're saying, because I don't know about you, Ira, but even when I was coming up, I mean, the same things were happening to me. People didn't call me back, or they weren't nice to me, or <laughs> whatever.
0: Yeah, that hasn't and changed a whole lot. I mean, no. there's, there's a lot of companies doing it right, but I always look at what they say. It's, it's like anything else when you do a poll. The talent board recognizes the companies that do a great job, and every year they have what they call the candy awards, and and it's a big ceremony, and, and they're well-recognized. And the same, most of the same names are, are always on the list. But that's only 300, 350 companies that participate. Now, they have 300,000 candidates, who give information. So it's it's not just 50 people who said this, it's a lot of people who said this and they've been doing this for 10 years. And again, I just the, the information that I'm sharing today is free. So anyone can go up, download the reports from the talent board, but over t- over 10 years and everything that everybody's learned, they haven't done it. And I always say, if that's the best of the companies that are struggling, I can't imagine what the everyday, you know, the average, company is doing in middle America, small businesses who say, oh, we're too small to do this, or we don't hire that often. Everybody has an excuse, but everybody's playing out of, literally eating out of the same trough anymore.
1: Yeah. So will you tell us a little bit about what you see the best companies, what they're doing? So, you know, we're hearing what you're saying, but I'd like to know if you've got some examples of some great Strategies, systems, smart things people are doing uh, to make their recruiting process top-notch.
0: of notch. Yeah. So, it, well, it's actually pretty easy, and, and I share this. And I, I do. I started to do it cynically and sarcastically, but it's true: is that the bar is pretty low of of what companies are doing, and therefore, if you just stop doing the bad stuff. Because it, honestly, companies are are making good decisions, even if they're incremental, even if they're not the best, and they're small, and they ref, they update their their application, or they they're not just copying pasting job descriptions, or they using or they using something like ChatGPT. I mean, you can use ChatGPT all you want and create the create great um, teasers, great headlines, great great messaging. But if somebody applies and then they don't hear from you is going to kill that. So we we came up and this came from customer service CX um, customer experience. There's an acronym that we use and it's F, and it's FCDD. so I, one of my presentations was your candidate experience is all effed up, but it represents frustration, confusion, disappointment, and distraction okay. So here's what the best, here's what I suggest. I don't have any magic bullets. If you do this, this is gonna fix it. If you stop frustrating your candidates, you'll do better than the company down the street or a company around the world who's competing with you. And you can, by the way, you can use this FCD model in, in once you have them in for retention, is what are the things that frustrate your employees? And it could be even getting, um, requesting a vacation day. (laughs) Could be their manager, could be something. So, what are the steps going through the process from the moment that they say, I think I'd like to apply to Nicole's company? What are the things that frustrate candidates that get in the way that does not make it a frictionless, seamless process? Now, we're not talking about making it easy. To get a job. But you've got to make it easy to f- complete an application if someone's qualified. So, it may be as simple as asking four or five screening questions. You know, are you over 18 years old? Uh, are you willing to relocate? Do um, If it's a professional job or requires a certification, do you have yes or no answers? Do you have a license? Are you certified? if and this is a big if if um if a degree is required which most jobs it turns out that they're not but if it's required then the answer yes if they answer any of those questions no then save everybody time and effort don't have them go through your application but just say Unfortunately, you know, you don't miss, meet our, minus, nicely say this, you don't meet our minimum qualifications, but we'd, if you'd like to apply for another job in the future, fine, if not, thanks very much. If you know anybody who fits this uh, role, uh, please share the word, uh, very easy. Okay. How can you make it less frustrating? How can you make it less confusing? I've been talking about this for 10 years, six years, I've probably given 100, 200 presentations on this. And it still amazes me, in, because some people came back over and over year after year, and it's like, well, we're working on it, or we put it in the budget, is that when you go to their website, it's, it's like, hey, I, I want to apply to your company, but I can't find out how. And then when I find out how, I have to register and then go back to my email, uh, or it's on my mobile app, it's on a mobile phone. By the way, 97% of everybody at the age of 30 in the US only has a mobile phone. Only way they connect, only way they can apply for a job. And the website is not mobile ready or it takes too long to load. And not everybody is sitting in 5G area. If you're looking for people in a rural area, they may only have two bars. <laughs> so what are the things that one frustrate, confuse, you get on distractions. I've been on pages where the job application is here, and on the side, there's a whole stream of ads you are trying to sell to the candidates. Um, the disappointment part's probably the most difficult because getting high, going for job interviews is one out of 100 people were hired, if, if you're lucky. But it's a disappointing process for a lot of reasons. One is nobody likes to be rejected. If I really want this job, even if I'm qualified, even if I'm not qualified, I want the job. That's why I took the time to do that. So there's always going to be disappointment, but don't make it worse. Um, So my goal by asking what can companies do, what are the best practices? It's it's nothing new. Fix the old. Just make it less FCDD. Don't F it up.
1: I think that's fantastic. I hope y'all wrote that down, and you'll go back and you'll take better notes than you did the first time. And listen to what Ira Wolf is sharing. I absolutely well, lots love it.
0: of podcasts, lots yeah, of interviews, okay. lots of articles. All yeah, if you just look up FCDD uh, candidate experience, I will show up there.
1: Okay, very <laughs> good. By the <laughs> very good that's right that's right all right well it has been such a pleasure to have you on the build a vibrant culture podcast and we all know ira that if you don't you know have a great uh ad that goes out and experience that the candidate has you do great onboarding you can't build a vibrant culture it all starts with hiring the right people and getting them on board i'm wondering you know people are like oh no don't let ira go i want to hear more i'm wondering if you have one more nugget that you would share with that special listener that's like I want to
0: hear one more great thing from Myra. Oh wow! Uh, what will that be? Because my mind goes like in a million places. Uh, <laughs> Pick one of a million. Yeah, um, I'm going to say this, and and this fits into the tips. I'm a huge fan. You can see it right behind me uh, about adaptability, but growth mindset. There is a fixed mindset that embeds HR. I can't. We can't do it. I don't have the money. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good with computers. I'm not good with math. I'm not good at writing. I'm not good with technology. And I don't know how anyone will grow, let alone survive, but especially grow and thrive in the future, no matter what role you're in, without a growth mindset. So I would would say, anytime you say, I can't do this, you put a three-letter word behind it. Yet. Y E T. I'm not good enough. I'm not good with technology yet. I'm not a good writer yet. I don't understand social media yet. Um, we're gonna. It's not just having an open mind, but everybody's gonna have to change the way they we did things uh, and undo some and stop doing some of the things that didn't no longer work.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, Ira, I love that you're bringing up the wonderful work of Carol Dweck. If you all haven't read the book by Carol Dweck, Mindset, I just adore it. So here's what we need to do, everybody. Would you please write this down? Go out and visit Ira Wolf at irawolf.com. He's also over on LinkedIn. He's very active over there. And it's LinkedIn. His backslash is just his name, Ira Wolf. And you could go out and you could talk to him at Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization. Dot com as well ira thank you so much for being on the build a vibrant culture podcast we might want to have you back to talk about phase two yeah. of all things hr
0: and i'd like to add one more thing actually if you go to irawolf.com, uh you can download what is i co-authored a new uh my most recent book was a co-authored book it was actually create great culture in a remote world i have one chapter in there it talks a lot about growth uh about growth mindset uh, and adaptability. So go up there. You can actually download the book for free.
1: That's fantastic. All right. So people are like, what? Wait, it's free. Will you tell us the title one more time? Yeah.
0: Create Great Culture in a Remote World. And you'll find it on my website, averwolf.com.
1: Fantastic. All right, everybody. I know you totally enjoyed this episode of the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast. Would you go down and press like and leave a nice message for Ira? Leave a nice message. Tell him how helpful he's been. Thank you so much, Ira Wolf, for being on the show.
0: Thank you very much.